Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 13. Here's Pastor Ryan. Going on Sundays and a Wednesday or something, that, that, that's not crazy. That's called love. We love God. So we remind them that we respect your authority, but not if you get in the way of my worship. I'm to love Jesus even more than my husband and my wife and my kids. Does that make sense? Turn with me um, to Colossians chapter 3. Will you forgive me if I say not yet? Go back. I'm sorry. Uh, we had a long day at that conference. Long day. They asked me, what time did you get home? After tacos. About 10, about 10.30-ish. So, anyways. Back to our text. But we'll go to Colossians, Colossians in a little bit. So let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Uh, do you want to be unafraid of authority? Of the authority, do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, as, as an uh, God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. So, this verse right here. Coming from the Vadio and from a gang background, I knew what God was talking about. The ruler here, he's talking about cops. I did not like cops. I grew up being taught not to trust cops. I come from the punk scene, gang scene, and I knew exactly what God was saying to my heart when I read this years and years ago. Son, you have got to unlearn what you have been taught over the years by media, Hollywood, family, friends, society. You have got to unlearn. There's a lot of things. You got to unlearn a lot of things when you came to Christ. And one of those was, was cops, huras. We would say, uh, keep through child. The cops are, keep, you know, be careful. That's what we would say. You know, I get kicked off of juries, and I want to be on juries. But I can't get, they always ask, do you have any dealings with police officers in your uh, history? And I start talking, and they're like, you're out of here. <laughs> but, you know, we grew up, you know, civil rights movement, fantastic, had to be done in justice. Amen? It just, but things keep getting propagated as if, you can't trust any cop. And that's where we're at. Today. Defund the police is what they're saying. But when you read this, 
He says, hold on, sons and daughters. They're actually ministers for good. And we know that there's bad apples everywhere. And there was no one to talk truth into me that way. There just wasn't. But I get it. I get it, God. If I do good, they'll praise me. If I do bad, they'll do bad. So that's what he's saying here. He's saying here that we are to respect the authority, respect the police. They're there to bring about vengeance for the Lord. And the Lord says, vengeance is mine. And they're there to check evil. And even in the vadios, and even in the in the minority neighborhoods, and all, all of that crime-written areas, when problems hit families there, we call the cops from there too. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, that's what he's saying. Do good. They're ministers of, of God's uh, justice. They're there to execute that. And the, the problem with the world... T- Today, one of the greatest problems in our country is that justice is not being served. People are getting away with crimes, vicious crimes. It's part of the last days. But uh, we need to teach uh, our children to respect authority. We need to. In a time when authority isn't being honored. And that's what Paul goes on to say in Christian living. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. And I I remember, you know, just coming from my background, being nervous around principals, cops, and judges. And just to watch God undo that nervousness was nice. It was fun. I think God got a kick out of watching watching me squirm. A bit. But then you meet brothers that are cops, and they're your brothers or family. You know, we never had anybody in, in our family, from, you know, so now you do. You love it. And it breaks our hearts, doesn't it, when we see a bad police officer do what they do, and they do it. But they do make it seem like it's all of them, don't they? And that's the problem. But we got to we we gotta be respectful. And judges too. Clarissa works in the courthouse. She's like, oh, this judge wants to have dinner with us. He's a brother in the Lord. It's like, yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> you know, I'm you know, anyways, someday. I'm not there yet. <laughs> For because of this. Or therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. And so God's saying, look, be respectful to the police. Be respectful to the authority. Because the wrath that they are supposed to give on, on those who did do evil, that wrath will be for you if, you're, if you don't subject to it. You know what I mean? You subject, man. You do what they tell you. Chill. And then secondly, it's not just, it's for wrath's sake, not because of the wrath that they place on you, but the judgment that God places on you for disrespecting that authority. So it's a double whammy there uh, because of wrath. But because of this, 
or because of wrath, but also for conscience sake and then for your conscience. Verse six, for because of this, you also pay taxes for they are God's ministers uh, attending continually to this very thing. And so here in Rome, you can imagine the church in Rome, Caesar's persecuting the church, but he's saying, man, for those of you who are still living there and you're, it's good, maybe you're in a good section where they're like not, they're not, you know, arresting Christians or whatever, still pay your taxes. Because those Roman soldiers that protect you, God put them there to protect you. So in the same way, here we are in America, ripe for judgment, perverse, perverse, perverse. We still pay our taxes because we need firemen and police to put out fires and to help us. So pay taxes. That makes sense? Okay. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Now, please turn with me to Colossians 3. Verse 18. Colossians 3, verse 18. So render, therefore, right, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs are due, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. We are to give honor to whom honor is due amongst ourselves and amongst our family. Right, if you think about the family home, you know, God, Christ is the head of man, man is the head of woman. The, the man, according to our King Jesus, the, the man of the house is the leader of that home, according to the Lord. And that's why it says here in verse 18, wives submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. And so in order for a wife to give honor to her husband, it's that she submits to him, right? As is fitting to the Lord. We already talked about the husband or the wife who says, you know what? I don't want you to go to church. I get it if it's the anniversary, but if <laughs> you know what I mean, right? But if it's like, you know, trying, you know, of course they don't. If they want to go to church, you'll go to church. They'll go to church with you, right? So in those cases, you don't submit, but generally, you are to submit to your own husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. And so for a husband to give honor to her weaker vessel, he is to honor, uh, to love his wife and not be bitter towards them. That is how we give the honor due to our wives. We love them as Christ loved the church. Children, obey to your parents, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing in the Lord. And so for a child to give honor to whom honor is due, we have to teach them to, to honor us, to honor grandparents, to honor adults and supervision and authority. My son Tobias, he's six and he's shy. He doesn't like to look at people. And he says, I say hi. He doesn't want to look at them. And so we're working on him. I know you're shy, but you have to give honor to whom honor is due. That's why as parents and grandparents, we let, we say, the Bible says that your yes be yes and your no mean no. 
If your kids don't respect your yes or your no, you know, that's your problem. You're, you're, you're in sin against the Lord. They are to be taught that my yes is yes and my no is no. Not my no means you go ask mommy. Mommy, daddy thing. No, no is no. You go ask mommy, you'll be in, in bigger trouble. <laughs> Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. And this is huge, you know. It's like our children are to have a sense of, of peace and love from fathers and mothers, that they're not, like, bullied by parents. You know what I mean? Like, what? Well, you, you like to bully? You know, some parents, I don't, I don't get it. I come from that. So I love the fact that, you know what? It's like, I don't want them to see my angry face too much. You know what I mean? Sometimes I got to give them the eye. You know, they kind of, you know. But we don't, you know, generally they should be jumping on like the lion with the mane in Africa and the cubs just smack him in the face and he's just whatever. It should be that kind of, we're meek. Meek is strength under control. Yeah, we can choke him out if we wanted to, but we don't because it's strength under control. But we should be generally cool. Our countenance should display upon them joy. Let his face shine upon thee. Let our face shine upon them, right? We want, you know, hey, we wanted kids, right? It's not like, you know, God just threw them on your lap. You wanted to have them. They're, they're you know, and he's testing what kind of a mom or dad. Oh, you're going to be mean like that? All the, generally, you're mean to them? No. Stop asking what you want because you ain't going to get it until you start being nice to them, right? That's what it means here. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. And so we're to, with our employers, we're to work, not with eye service, not just like, oh, pretending to work, but we're to work well. Work unto the Lord. Be respectful unto the Lord. Give honor to whom honor is due. Why? Because God is watching. You're doing it unto the Lord, not to, not to man. But yeah, but I don't like my boss. And my, my boss is unjust. And my boss is unfair. Then get another job. But while you're under them, just do a good job unto the Lord. Give honor to whom honor is due. Be punctual. Be respectful to them. What he is teaching us, what God is teaching us, is to render the honor due to everybody. Render honor. Get the door for a woman. Give up your seat for a woman. You know, don't let a woman carry things or an older person carry things. All of those things has to be reinforced Reinforced because it comes from our king. And thank God, people who don't even know Jesus can be very respectful to the elderly and very respectful where they need to be. Where does that come from? We've all been created 
from the image of our God. It comes from our God. God's watching to see how respectful we are with authority. Which brings me, and we'll close with church authority. Give honor to whom honor is due. In Hebrews 13, verse 17, it says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. As those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. And it's interesting, the thing about church, like respect for the authority God has placed in churches, is like, yeah, we take care of it, like when we're going through the word right now and we hit it, but usually it comes with, being first disrespected. It's like, oh, ow, ooh, ow. And then you have to pull a person aside and share with them a more co- correct manner that, you know, you respect the title, the rank, not the man, as they say. I think of King David in the Bible in 1 Samuel 24 when King Saul was going to kill him and take him out. And David just caught Saul sleeping slipping and so he cut a piece of his robe off and held it up it says that he felt bad because he cut the king's robe and he said to his men the lord forbid that i should do this thing to my master the lord's anointed to stretch out my hand against him seeing he is the anointed of the lord my wife too she gets you know it's just part of growing in a church and we don't take it personal but it's part of it i get it i don't you know i it's principals, police, judges, pastors can be right, right there with that. It's just authority, man. Punk rock, rebel. And so anybody in the I get it. I get it. And, and I've learned to roll with the punches. But people just don't understand the seriousness of respecting God's authority. Just like they're not understanding respecting police authority. They're not understanding and respecting judges' authorities or grandmas and grandpas' authority or moms and dads' authority. We're in the time where disrespect for God's authority that he placed there is just so common that it's no big deal. Well, that's what churches are here for, to teach the people. No, 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 no. We need to give honor where it's due. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, Paul would write, to Timothy, let the elders who rule well, let the elders who rule well in your church be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except from two or three witnesses. You know, before we put an end to slander or gossip to a pastor or a deacon or a, or a pastor or an elder or a pastor's wife, usually that stuff goes around the church. And then you teach like, oh, yeah, remember what the word says? We're not even to listen to that kind of stuff unless you got two or three reputable witnesses that have been in the church more than two minutes. But usually... Stuff happens, and then you got to deal with it. And it's for the, and I would rather take that hit for the betterment of the church to learn from it, you know? So, yeah, now it's like a badge of honor. And God said, Rejoice, rejoice in that day, because great is your reward in heaven. They hated me as well. 
So it's, it's super cool. I get to ask the older pastors, give me some of your hate mail. Give me, give me a story. Oh, there was this guy on Facebook. Oh, there was this, you know, it happens. Give honor to whom honor is due. My wife, too, is to be honored. David and his wife, you know, not because I say so, but because the Bible says so. And we learn to like, we learn to learn from our mistakes. You know what I mean? And like everyone does as well. So it's like, but give honor to whom honor is due. And like he said in Timothy, you know, uh, double honor for the scripture says you shall not muzzle an ox. He's saying that they're worthy of double honor and then it gets right into them getting paid as well. Taxes are to be paid so that the police and the fire can be there for our community. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 through 19, it says that the elders worthy, elders who rule well are to be worthy of double honor. You got to take care of them. We got to take care of our pastors, pastors physically as well. And that's where tithes and offerings come in. All right. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. There's none like you in all the earth. Holy, holy are you, Lord. We pray for your help, Father, because it's hard for us Americans to understand, at least for me, to be under a king and to be subject to our king. It's difficult. We're a republic. We are a government for the people, run by the people, supposedly the president and the politicians and the senators and the congressmen. They're, they are supposedly our servants, servants of the people. They work for us. But in your kingdom, it's not a republic. It's not a democracy. It's a theology. Your king and we are your subjects. So help us to understand that. That you placed authority there and you desire and command us to respect it. We don't have to agree with it all, with them, but we have to respect the position. Because Lord, so many do not respect your position. And as part of being Christians and your servants, we are to learn what true respect is, Lord. And no greater respect is to, is there but to respect you as our king. Jesus, you are our king. You are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Help us to bend the knee to you daily, to give honor to whom honor is due, to love, to care for one another. Bless this church to bring you glory. And while all heads are bowed, if you're here and you have not given your heart to Jesus Christ, Jesus said that if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father and the angels in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you. Have you made that confession? I did it 23 years ago. I stood up and said, Lord, I'm done with my sins. Forgive me. Come into my heart. I did terrible sins. And yet God forgave me. Maybe you're here this morning and you know you need to do that too. 
Look at the times. They're so dark. They're so wicked. So that's you. Just stand to your feet and I'll lead you in a prayer. Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here? Maybe you're here and you've backslidden. You haven't been walking with God like you need to. But God has spoken to your heart. He's looked right into your heart. And he's showing you that he's not first, but he needs to be. And this morning, you want him to be first again like he used to be. But I'm going to ask you to stand, to take courage for Jesus, to show your love for him by standing up and saying, I want to rededicate my life. Is there anybody here who needs to do that? Father, we thank you again. May you bless our time of fellowship. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.